enter in the mystery where we dive into the mystery of where we came from who we are where we're going what's the truth of this existence and joining me for this one today is a brother from back home in kingston aaron gallagher this was a really inspiring discussion with him and just a heads up there's a little bit of weird stuff going on with the audio that we overlap at points but if you can get through that i think you'll find a lot of gems in this one we go into the satanic programming to be found in hollywood in the music industry um the illusory divisive nature of politics we go into um the indoctrination of the education system seeking something greater than what the cultural norm is expecting of you um And moving beyond just looking at the problems to finding solutions in your own life by seeking spiritual connection to the world. So, hope you guys enjoy this one. Peace. Yo. Yo. We got uh, a gal in the house here. (laughs) (laughs) What up, what up? (laughs) Uh, Welcome to the Into the Mystery podcast. I'm excited to dive in with this brother here. It had been a few years since we uh, caught up, and he messaged me recently that I'm going to question some things that were going on. So, yeah, dude, how are you? Uh, how are you feeling right now? And just introduce yourself, and let's go from there. <laughs> What's up? My name's Aaron. Uh, well, I'm doing pretty good. Been better, obviously. You know, a lot of stuff going on here with the. Uh, the coronavirus, especially out in the police commonwealth of uh, Massachusetts. Stuff's getting yeah. pretty crazy out here. I'm actually, uh, I've been reading a lot of stuff saying we're going back into a pretty significant lockdown on uh, maybe as soon as Monday. So just kind of prepping for that nonsense. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that, dude. Uh so to give the listeners kind of a blueprint of what we're about to dive into here is we're just pretty much going to share how there is a group controlling the education system, music industry, Hollywood, the sports world. Um, and they're extremely um, intelligent and sophisticated and we're just going to call them out because I think people need to start becoming more yeah, aware sure. of the of the agendas at play. So to kick it off, if you'd want to um, share maybe a little bit about your own personal experience leaving college and then how that got you to start questioning the education system. Well, for sure. So uh, my stint at college was kind of the classic just uh, party dropout, if you will. So like... I was kind of just one of those kids that never really wanted to go to college, but like obviously the massive amounts of like societal and like parental pressure to just go to college because that's what you need to do. That's what they teach you. You have to do. And, you know, I just really like wasn't sure of what I wanted to do with my life and what I even wanted to learn about. And so, you know, I ended up uh, late registration, got into be at Bridgewater State University just off my uh, 
SAT scores. That's all I sent them. I didn't write a college essay. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything like that. Just happened to have scored pretty well on the SATs. And like, I was a smart kid growing up. Um, but like after a while, I just kind of, the effort wasn't there anymore. So like I knew how to take tests and play their game. So I ended up with like a 1200 on the SAT or something stupid like that. So they let me in and uh, I met with a couple of guidance counselors they had there that were, you know, kind of just like, well, what do you want to be? We'll put you in this class, this class, and this class. And I was like, I got no idea. So they kind of just put me in the generic classes and, you know, classes started. I think I went to about three. And after that, pretty much like all hell broke loose. Like I was just drinking every night and I was smoking every night in the dorm room not really doing much, like zero learning weekend, stopped going to class altogether and was just kind of like, you know, wasting my life away and like not even thinking about it. I was racking up like thousands of dollars of debt just for even sitting in this dorm room, not learning absolutely anything. Like, and especially what led to me not going to class, it was just the culture in the classroom with like the professors and stuff you know they're all preaching their own agenda and like you know it's no coincidence that you go into a college math class and all of a sudden I'm sure a lot of people experienced this year they're telling you you got to vote for this person and you got to do this and just you know they start to preach things that you know your math teacher shouldn't really have a say on and they're clearly using their authority for things they shouldn't be using it on and you know some Mm -hmm. people fall for that I didn't and I was like, this stuff ain't for me. Said, forget about it. Went back home. And, you know, ever since then, I've kind of just been working and doing my own thing. And I've been a lot happier just even through making that change in my life. Because it's just such a depressive environment, too, especially when you're drinking all the time. Like, you know, no guidance in your life. You got no clue what you're doing with yourself. And you're just sitting there hammered every night. You know what I mean? You yeah. Yeah, dude, it's uh it's really like a such a breeding ground for these agendas to really like start sinking in so that you can mold the populace before they, you know, enter as a true citizen. Yep. And uh I don't think people enter that environment with the true awareness of realizing that it's a business and that the second you're like walking on campus, it's really just dollar signs over your head that they're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um and for me, my experience is very parallel to yours in that I did not like find my education to be coming from the classroom up at Bridgeton and all the truth I was really learning was coming from YouTube. And then that really like sat with me in such a deep way that hello? like, this is a, hello. Can you hear me? I started to lose service a little. You were cutting out pretty bad, so I uh, switched off my Wi-Fi. I think we'll have better connection now. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying, um, freaking the way that YouTube is now and just these, like, the the way that we have information accessible nowadays is why do we need to pay? If you're not knowing exactly what you're going to do in college, why would you pay like tens of thousands of dollars for stuff that you can learn on your own. And I feel like this is the day and age of self-education. Um, and when you do educate yourself, you realize who the people are that run 
the education yeah. system. So if we want to get into that of uh, how these people are using the schools to uh, infiltrate with their own subversive agendas to really keep the populace in mental and spiritual enslavement. For sure. I just, you know, you ever seen uh, Goodwill Hunting? Yep. Yeah, I've seen it. It's just kind of the story of that, you know what I mean? It reminds me a lot of, like, different people, you know, where, like, he's so smart and he could just go into that machine of the colleges and do whatever he wants. But he, like, you know, the whole time he knows he'd be happier just laying brick with his buddies, you know? I think there's a, yeah. as we'll get into, there's a lot of nonsense being preached in the movies today. But I think there is some good things to be pulled out of it. And that's one of them is kind of, like, you don't got to chase that like corporate American dream to be happy. And I feel like that's a major thing our society's lost grip of for sure. Yeah. Yep. We've um, with this advancement in technology, we've like slowly over time been losing our actual humanity mm-hmm. and what makes us, what makes us the most real and authentic is being connected to the earth. And I just feel like, uh, the way that we're ushered into this corporate world is such disconnection from the natural environment and uh, programming you to really be like an automaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through like just public education growing up, they're just slowly chiseling away at your wonder and your imagination and just getting you to take things, you know, what they tell you and believe in the, believe in authority and not investigate things out of your own you know, inner feelings or, or your own like calling towards discovering things in life, you yeah, know? For sure. And if it's, if it's not something that's like significant for a test or something that you have to do for work, like why would you study it for your own time? You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, uh, when I, when we originally reconnected and I was telling you like people were actually making fun of me for reading books and it's like that right there tells you a lot about like what's happened to like the human mind and human curiosity it's like you know you can't even sit down and read a book like your attention span isn't long enough that's that frightens me more than I think it's funny that you think it's funny I'm reading a book you know because it's like you know if all you're gonna get your information from is you know your college textbook and cnn and fox news you know what are you ever really going to learn and how are you going to learn about yourself if you don't go out and try different like teachings and beliefs and uh actually a book you recommended me um the hero with the thousand faces has been diving a lot into that because you know when you start to research different uh ancient uh ancient i guess just civilization things and stuff like that they really are kind of they hold a lot of the same bridges and values just under different costumes really so you know you can go research whatever you want and find stuff that will legitimately connect to you and how you feel in your story you know there's just so much information out there and people just don't even want to bother looking for it you know yeah and it's like uh it's this trickle effect man that like 
the if we look at the symbol on the back of our dollar bill with the the pyramid at the top it's not an evil symbol at all but i mean it's used in an evil way against us and like this eye at the top or the fucking one percent or whatever they just like they're poisoned themselves and they just trickle that poison down the hierarchy all the way to the people like of the lowest classes and like when you talk to people about this kind of stuff it's well if it's a big conspiracy like there's no way that all these people are in on it and that's not how it works it's hierarchical so the person like working at the Cumberland Farms down the street from you has no idea what the CEO of the Cumberland Farms knows, you know? So these teachers in the schools, you know, they might mean well, but they have no idea who's sitting on the board of education for the school and, or what secret societies are working in these fraternities. You can see a lot of this uh, culture of just like hazing and uh, false initiations through fraternities and in Greek life and people don't investigate how these were actually created by secret societies such as uh, skull and bones, which is a huge uh, force like in the university at Yale. When you start figuring this out that like our most prestigious universities in this country, Yale, Harvard, uh, you know, MIT there, Stanford, they're all involved in huge projects to essentially just mold people and mind control them, you know, and, and take these smart, intelligent people and say, we don't want you, you know, going off on your own and using that intelligence to create things that will uplift the race. We want you, you know, in our circle over here out at Stanford producing technology that's going to ultimately enslave your people. That. Just, you know, we want you using your tools to help us slow down the human race and block their creativity and all that kind of stuff and just keep their machine going, especially out in Stanford, you know, where that's their really their epicenter of like the testing grounds out here in the West, you know, out in California and stuff like that. Yeah, you can certainly see um, how the way that China is now is how these um powers that wish they were want the entire world to be so when you have this social credit system where okay you know you hear about your friend he's researching things that he shouldn't be researching you have to not be friends with them anymore or else your your credit score is going to be lowered you're not as good of a citizen that's that's essentially um it's really such deep programming uh, like Pav loves dog of just like conditioning a person yeah. so hard that, you know, they, they will follow your command and you can just see it now with this, these mandates of, uh, of masks and, you know, totalitarian lockdowns and so many people are just, you know, moving forward with it, thinking it's all out of the generosity of these governments that, you know, fucking will sell you alcohol and cigarettes and fucking cancer causing foods that they really mean well for your health. And they're just keeping you safe. Yep. Well, that's like just living out here in Massachusetts, you know, that's one of the biggest things is people are so conformative to like, 
the agendas that are being pushed and like especially with the corona because you know it's no secret at this point and if you're not wondering this then you need to start like what the coronavirus issue really is and i know you've touched on it a lot in the podcast and past episodes so i won't go too deep into it but like you know just in massachusetts they passed a curfew that's in effect right now where you can't you sh- you're not allowed to be out on the road past 9 30 and even at that basic level you see a lot of people on like facebook and this and that going like well shit like i didn't know you like the coronavirus got hungrier yeah. when it got dark out you know what i mean like just so much stuff that doesn't make sense and you see people question it just a little bit but they're not ready to like come to the full realization that like hey like this is all hot garbage that they've been spewing for almost a full year now. And it's like, you know, sure. I think the big number that they push all the time is like 200,000 people have died from the coronavirus in the U S and, you know, that's a big number of people, but in terms of like how many people there are in the United States, that's a crumb, you know, like I'm not wishing death on anyone, but like, to be so afraid of this coronavirus when it's done not even the same amount of damage as the flu has probably done just this year alone, yeah. you know? When... It's just, you know, like, they really are just kind of buttering you up to the whole, we're going to tell you what to do and you're going to listen because you're yeah. scared. It comes down to... And that's one of their tried and true formulas, you know, scare the people, give a fake solution that's going to like the Patriot Act, for example, like they made everyone afraid of Islam and this and that. And now we are going to, we're showing you our left hand. You're scared of Islamic terrorism and this, that, and the other. But in our right hand, we got the Patriot Act and you're going to sign it because you're scared. And now all of a sudden we have access to everything you do. And that's called the Hegelian dialect problem, reaction, solution. So here's this fucking boogeyman, the coronavirus that we created and uh, we're getting the public. We know they're going to react because we've already studied their psychology and who are they going to turn to for the solution? The same people that created the problem. It's like, it's um, exactly, you got to give them props and tip your hat off as well. Uh, I, you can't, I know earlier on, I was charged with a lot of anger and, you know, wishing like death upon all these dark overlords, but we really need to like see it as like a challenge to like step up into like more empowerment and like get on, get on a level playing field with these people. They have so much more knowledge than us and they're certainly using it Mm -hmm. as a weapon, but it's really like a reflection for us to then realize, okay, well there must be truth in this knowledge that they're using. It's not just evil knowledge. And we've been programmed with anything that is, you know, sort of mystical or, you know, it's, uh, it's become woo woo. Anything that's out outside of your like normal base reality and the physical plane is woo woo. And we need to transform that thinking because in order to understand where these people are coming from, they're operating in the woo woo. Everything they're doing is ritualistic. It's Mm -hmm. magic. And if we want to get into, how they're doing this through Hollywood, the music industry, like just the word Hollywood, the Holy tree, the Druids would use this wood to make their magical wands. It's not an accident that they have, you know, that in big letters over Los Angeles, this place that is completely run by Satanists. 
Uh, you hear so many stories of, you know, Corey Feldman coming out or, you know, just over time, all these industries that are grooming kids from a young age and like sexually assaulting them and giving them traumatic experiences. And then also the level of blackmailing that goes on in this culture of, you know, getting somebody in a photo with somebody as a part of like, you're selling your soul. And then once you have that photo, it's, Hey, Tom Hanks, don't step out of line, bud. We got this picture of you, you know, with it. Yeah. Oh, hundred, especially with Tom Hanks. Cause he's one of the biggest out there. And like, you know, he's in all these movies. So no one wants to be like, Hey, Tom Hanks is this horrible person. You know what I mean? But it's no coincidence that he, uh, was in that Mr. Rogers movie. And then all of a sudden he took up citizenship in uh, Greece and claimed he caught the coronavirus in Greece and he's not coming yeah. back. And earlier on in the year, I don't know if you saw, he had like an image of a typewriter typewriter that said coronavirus. And uh, he randomly, when, when people are putting out numbers and they know this knowledge, it's not by accident. So he says, ha ha, I'm playing uh, cards with my wife. And uh, it was like 201 cards. Why would he say the number 201 if he wasn't talking about event 201 at the end of November last year at John John Hopkins University, mm-hmm. where they Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funds a simulation of the pandemic? You know, it's like once you see these things, you realize that these yeah. agendas are completely thought well thought out years and years in advance and they're just working on the same foundation that their forefathers generations and generations ago left them to continue oh 100 percent. and you know it's it's another good example of that is if you look into like uh the lab in china that originally released the version of coronavirus that we're supposed to be so terrified of is you know like um dr anthony fauci as they so proclaim as like the coronavirus expert and i was wondering why he was such an expert of it and i look into it and you know he was actually in a lab in the united states and was creating different strains of the corona sars coronavirus and experimenting and mutating it and uh actually him and obama created this way to actually put it over in Wuhan, China, like quite literally they shipped what they were researching over to that lab in China. And, you know, it's no coincidence that it gets leaked out somehow and China will, you know, they'll never admit how it got out and all that. But then all of a sudden, you know, the pandemic hits and who's on every TV screen in the world talking about how to fix the coronavirus. Oh, it's the guy who made the friggin' strain, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And he can save us from this evil boogeyman without anyone putting together the fact that he's actually the one that created this mutation of a rather harmless disease that he made to be able Mm. to like kill people. You know what I mean? And you look, he even did, uh, he was warning in different uh, interviews and passages he wrote throughout the last couple of years, warning of a pandemic and how the U.S. has to get ready for a pandemic. And, you know, if you don't put that together as like, hey, this guy knew what was happening, 
he, you know, kind of like what we talked about, the free will choices where they have to show you yeah. their card before they play it. You know, he's in there with them. You can't yeah. trust and him. And that ties into Hollywood really. showing your card before you play it. Talk about predictive programming. We got the Simpsons in the 1990s with a, a magazine held up, and it's a nine with the two towers making the 11. And you got Terminator 2. He's riding yeah. under a bridge September 11th. 2001 you got uh the matrix when he's handing over his like passport or license if you pause it and flip the image around the movie was made in 1998 or 99 and it has september 11 2001 so (laughs) you know this isn't just some sort of fucking i just can't stand the term conspiracy anymore um it's it's such a program Mm -hmm. like we were talking about the other day jfk gets assassinated the CIA coins this term to therefore, you know, ostracize individuals who are questioning the assassination. Exactly. And in that way, it's, it's this herd psychology. So if everyone's identified with the herd, the second somebody leaves the herd, it's either the entire herd is wrong or that person's wrong. So they're going to most of the time project onto you that you're the one wrong because they don't want to, that you're weird and you're wrong and we can't associate with you anymore and this, that, and the other, which is what they've built us up to become. And, you know, it's worked. Tip of the cap to that one, you know what I mean? Because especially just with, that's my favorite example, When if I'm in, like, per se, an argument with someone who's disagreeing with a lot of the things that I'm telling them or trying to show them, you know what I mean? When you try and get someone to connect the dots and they're like, well, that's just a conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. And I look at them and it's like, well, do you believe that this guy, Lee Harvey Oswald, really killed President Kennedy for no reason? And they just he just happens to get shot before he can have his day in court. Like, do you really believe all that with all the evidence that's trickled trickled out year after year after as we get further away from that? And, you know, you find a lot of people are willing to say like, yeah, you know, maybe... Maybe he didn't kill Kennedy, but then they can't yeah. make that. Next it's also week. like you see a culture where everyone's all about the science. And then you go, what about the thousands of scientists at 9-11 that came out and said jet fuel cannot melt steel beams, motherfuckers? Like, for sure. you know, I feel like uh, for me, that was what once I started researching 9-11, it's like if they're doing this much of a fucking psyop on the entire mass of humanity like what else are they lying about and it's unfortunate that not enough people like Mm -hmm. go further than that it's just kind of like a joke a little bit of like oh yeah the 9-11 conspiracy but it's like it affects your day-to-day life in every single way it's not it's not just something that you research like on the fucking end of your night on youtube and just like forget about the next day this shit is more real than you fucking you know like yeah and the phenomenon that i've experienced and you can tell it's one of their tools is you know when you go on the path of the 9-11 conspiracy as they call it you know you go from telling someone like hey like i don't really believe like how they're telling me it happened and all of a sudden you're unpatriotic and you're this and you're that and it's like or you don't care about all the lives that were lost. It's like, yes, I care about all the lives that were lost, but I'm telling you that they are lying to you about it. And there's proof. 
and they do it all the time. Like if you look at Benghazi, like I was re I told you I was reading that book on the yep. um, Benghazi event with my favorite person <laughs> in the world, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. You know, if you look into her emails, that whole scandal, she emailed, uh, I want to say it was the prime minister of Egypt that night saying, Hey, or just kind of as a background, what happened was there was an attack on a U.S. embassy out in Benghazi on the night of September 11th. And basically what the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton as secretary of state told the public was that there was this movie that insulted Muhammad and some Islamic people were upset about it and attacked. But what had really happened, and you can look at Hillary Clinton and uh, different people in interviews, they did admit that, hey, like, she emailed this Egyptian prime minister saying, we know it wasn't the movie. It was a planned attack on 9-11. And they lied to the entire public. And she still continues this lie in court and perjures herself to this day on it. Like, to this day. And you see that, and it's like, okay, so they knew she was lying. They did nothing about it. They created this false story that fooled the almost the entire world into believing this bunk story and you people were just okay with it but you didn't even stop to think like hey this is 110 percent a lie and like you said if they're willing to lie about yeah. this what, what else are they why are we not about? questioning um you know the philanthropy quote unquote of these people of when the clinton administration goes down to haiti and uh 33 you know children are just gone they, they take them and or the, the queen, she's such a good person. She's yep. going up to Canada to where these First Nation kids are and, you know, like a low-income school and, oh, whatever, 26 uh, kids. Their, their classmates said they never saw them again after that day. Like, these people that we fucking look up mm-hmm. to are just the complete opposite of what we actually think they are. Uh, and that goes into how, you know, this political arena is so synced up with the sports and the Hollywood and the music industry. And they're playing on this sense of idolization that we have. We think these people are superheroes and that they can do no wrong. And we look up to them and they're just leading us astray. It's like who we idol in our culture. If you notice like the Greeks, they have their set of gods, and each god represents a certain aspect that you aspire towards. Who the who the fuck are our gods in this day and mm-hmm. age? You know, there are all these people that are dunking basketballs and singing fucking lyrics that are just, you know, going to take you into dark realms. There are people that are just playing a role in a movie. And like you were saying, you know, some lessons that can be learned like i definitely still find enjoyment in movies but it's watching them from the perspective of how can i learn it's not just being a passive observer and or that saying where oh it's just a movie to me that's just the biggest bullshit i've ever heard because the art and the metaphors and then the truths that can be conveyed in movies is profound oh yeah 100 percent um but yeah, like, you know, it's it's no coincidence that they say, like, making a deal with the devil. It's like taking our perspective to it's not always talking about this dude with red horns in hell. It's actually Satan or Satanism is all about worshiping your ego. And that is the religion that is running rampant, mm-hmm. especially in America right now that most people are afraid of it and they don't even know they're practicing the religion 
because they've been in, they've been initiated into it through these puppet masters who actually practice it. And these themes are starting to come up in the yep. music industry. If you'd like to hit on that of how these rappers are just saying things that people take, you know, at surface level, but they don't realize what's being said. They're not using that higher mind to observe and actually, you know, Oh, a hundred percent. Cause you know, if you look at it, like, you know, I had my days of, and we'll, tra- we'll touch on how, you know, they labeled it trap music in a second, but I feel like just me and you both having grown up in the same area, you know, like we grew up in white suburbia, but you know, the number one things being played is hood music of like, popping pills and robbing people and killing people and you know like everyone kind of listens to it because it's the end thing but like if you really look at what they're saying to you and what they're teaching you like first of all everyone that lives here pretty much you can't relate to that like at all you know you haven't lived that lifestyle you haven't lived anything about that so the phenomenon of everyone liking it is a different thing itself but you know like it's just they're really ingraining in your brain these dark ways and just lower vibrations. That's really their goal is to like bring you down a peg. Because if you look at like different music throughout the years, like as you know, how me and you kind of became friends was just listening to like underground old school rap with like real talent in it. Because if you look at like Biggie Smalls per se, you know, like like we were talking about the other day, his message was not one that was like, yeah. good by any means but there was legitimate talent in his delivery and how he was doing things and there was a legitimate art form like the yeah. genre of rap has completely lost its art form like you know it's become more about rhyming the word at the end of the sentence more than like cadence and you know like if you look at Shakespeare how he used to write where he uses a certain amount of syllables like even when I was rapping like I would listen to what I had written down and like, you know, like the symbols of each line would line up. And that's kind of how I liked it because, you know, like if you look at different songs today, like I actually, I used to love Little Wayne, but I listened to a Little Wayne song like two or three days ago. Someone played it in the car. I forget what it was. Or no, it's a Trippy Red song, Trippy Red, which he's an interesting cat that I'd love to get into. But uh, he actually rhymed the word today i counted out on my fingers 23 times he ended the er, ended the bars with the word today where is the talent in that these people are these people are selected this guy is selected to be in these positions to that point exactly to that point it's it's no coincidence that trippy red is on the pedestal because if you look at his albums and what he's talking about you know, he uses exactly what they want. He talks about the drugs. He glorifies this, that, and all that other lower vibration stuff. And, you know, what's he doing? Like, he wears devil horns and he does all this weird stuff. You know what I mean? He's always dressed in all black. He's saying dark things in his music. He has a song. I forget what it's called. I think it's called Six Kiss, where he yep. literally says we live that 6-6 six, six life. Or 6-6-6 six, six, six life. You know, mm-hmm. like. There's no coincidence that a guy yep. saying stuff like that is yep. in the mainstream And the rap right industry now. has been completely no infiltrated uh, around the 90s, I'd say, by, like, corporate America. Took it over, you know. 
you you see how it really started like at the roots of you know being a human and clearly it's starting in new york in the black community and a lot of it's about connecting back to your african origins and connecting to just that like tribal feeling of being around one another and inspiring and hitting bars and it slowly morphs into you know now you got nwa you got this you know niggas with attitude so think of all of the people that are trying to be like them or trying to be like you know a lot of the rappers that i used to listen to i can't listen to anymore it's all divisive and it's all putting fucking others down to make yourself feel better Mm -hmm. and you can see how that's even gotten worse now where they're not even saying anything of substance and if they are it's still with a dark agenda for example flatbush zombies uh the, these these groups that are like the really trippy psychedelic groups they're dark man they have songs called the left hand path do you even you know these people are listening mm-hmm. to it hey if that's your thing you want to follow the left hand path go for it but if you're listening to this music and you don't know what the left hand path is you're just bringing things into your consciousness that are pulling you into places you don't want to be in yep that you don't even understand but they're pulling you there you know what i mean for sure or if you look at uh different examples like we can touch on uh polo g and the baby really quick like I personally used to be a big fan of Polo G and then as he kind of made, I was a fan of him before I felt anyone really knew who he was when he was just rapping because his style today is nothing like what it was before he got signed to a major label. And he could actually, people would be surprised to hear me say that Polo G can actually rap because, you know, all of his songs are just that generic mush now of like, Drugs, 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 chorus, drugs, 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 sex, 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 all this other stuff. And, you know, look at his latest album. His next album after his breakout album is quite literally just called The Goat. And if you take that at face value, then you're thinking he's calling himself the greatest of all time. But you can't tell me it's a coincidence that on The Goat album, it's an all dark, you know, spooky looking album cover. And what is he wearing on his head? Goat horn, which in turn, as we know, is like devil horns straight up. They're not hiding it. It's right there for you to see. So it's almost like he's made a a legitimate deal with the devil, as you said. Like he's willing to preach what they want him to preach. So fine. You can be on the uh, You can see that in the earlier 2000s, rap started morphing more towards this materialism where, you know, the era of chains and Rolls Royce and Bentleys and Bugattis and. 50 cent and uh, you know these people that i'm saying here i've listened to and you know i don't knock you if you listen to them but just be aware that these people are pushing agendas and i do think that you know you could say there was more talent in the earlier 2000s but to me it's it's all the same If, if you're working with these people and you're not you're not actually saying what comes for your from your soul i don't want to listen to you so and now it's just become over feminized where, you know, young thug is wearing dresses and nobody even raises an eyebrow. Uh, a lot of these rappers, like I think little peep, like you can just see this push a little more to like 
uh, non-binary genders or whatever. And, you know, that's certainly an agenda that I don't think people want to admit is the LGBT agenda is not to knock those people. Like you have a choice to do what you want, but at the same time, like for such a small population, why should they have such a big say in everything? And that's where you know that it's an agenda because if you over feminize the male psyche and you know, you're creating an, an immense amount of division between the sexes because females are not going to be, you know, fully activated as a being if they don't have males that are living empowered and like actually, you know, attracting them to them, you know? So that's, it's a, it's a population control transhumanism all in one. And I feel like that's a lot of the music industry is pushing towards that transhumanism type realm. Yeah. For sure. And just like another thing that I don't feel like even we have uh, touched on in just our uh, personal discussions, you know, is a guy like Eminem, you know, like how did he raise to fame? You know, like if you look, because I, I used to, how I got into rap almost was Eminem and like, but you look at the songs that Eminem has put out and even just me thinking Dude. back to the Eminem songs that I like, yeah played the most like they're very dark songs once you really think about it because i know we've gone after a lot of different artists but eminem is one of the biggest like uh offenders of this stuff is like you know if you look at a song like kim this song kim is literally like four minutes of him detailing the murder of his legitimate wife like his wife at the time and saying he's gonna do awful things to her and you know, the chorus is quite literally just him screaming in a drunken, like, evil rage. And, like, you know, I used to be really into that song. And yeah, it's there like, was wow, no turning like, back for me you know, with them once I saw him in a music video then, putting you know up the I devil mean? horns in a bloodbath. I knew right away that, okay, that's who this man's working for. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, you know, it's no... uh it's no coincidence that what Eminem used to preach back in the day has kind of morphed. If you look at what he's like in interviews from the start of his career to now, you know, he used to say a lot of bad things about homosexuals and this and that and this and that. And if you really look at him as a person, he's no Fuck more than Trump. a shapeshifter Notice that. like the rest it's all of them. This, like, he politically just the agendas shit against that they're pushing. Funny. And you know... Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, he's fuck Trump, and he's major BLM, and you know, like, I forget what the song I listened to was the other day, but it was by a guy who I don't want to, like, really give attention to, because I see him as more of, like, an attention seeker than someone who's really on the path, but he touched on how Black Lives Matter was, I forget the exact bar, but I'll just say it like this, uh, how BLM just became so aggressive, and you know, it became like, you know, uh, Cindy Lou, who wants mm-hmm. to preach with Black Lives Matter, is white, so she can't be at the rally anymore, and this, that, and the other. And it became more of a Black Panther, Black Power rally than it really was anything else. And, you know, you just kind of look at it. And another thing he said is, like, 
you know, if you look at like, I think of it as like a yin and a yang thing, because there really is good yeah. in all the weapons that they're using, but they're just so focused on the dark elements of it all. But, you know, if you look at Black Lives Matter at face value, like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to like lie. Like, obviously, there is some truth to Black Lives Matter. Like, there is racism problems out there. But what because this is what they do to you. This is the ostracization process is if you say, I think Black Lives Matter is a joke, well, now yep. you're a racist. It's like, no, 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 I'm not, because you think I'm saying it because I'm a white supremacist. I'm saying it because Black Lives Matter, yep. the organization, is just another one of their blinding tools. You know, look at all how much money the organization yep. of Black Lives Matter made. And where did that money go? You know, like, what has really changed? Because all this money just like the cancer research yep. thing with how much money we donate to cancer, but cancer never gets cured. You know, like they're just fueling the same yep. aggravation tools and like, you know, inflammatory garbage to get yep. what they need. And then they yeah, don't fix into, the problem. Uh, and it the kind of goes away to for be a couple dualistic you know in your like, thinking. So it's so extreme to just bounce from one pole to the other. If you're not a fucking, uh, for exactly. this you are a white supremacist and this is why they fucking mock you in their music videos when Takashi 69 is dancing around on a checkerboard floor how many fucking checkerboard floors if you actually look into it into the mainstream music videos well you see it's so common and they're talking about you're standing on the plane of duality and you're unaware that we're programming you so hard to be chained to this duality and to not be able to actually see things beyond just a black and a white, you know, like, um, but... yeah. And he's actually a really good example of like how the machine went wrong. You know what I mean? Like there's a kid that just wanted so badly to fit into like what this industry has been preaching yep. and he went and concocted this whole fake yep. life for himself to get to the top and it's no coincidence that it worked you know what i mean he got to the top lying about being a murderer and a drug dealer and this and then you find out he's little daniel hernandez who's never done anything in his life yep. and all and of a that sudden, ties back to little our... danny is on trial facing 45 to life and he snitches out and they try to get uh you know they yeah. continue that philosophy of uh snitches have no place in the world and if you tell the truth to save yourself you're no good that right there you know like that ideology is another one i've never been a fan of you know what i mean and people can give whatever shit they want for that one but it's like dude like you know when it comes down to it if you know that some guy killed someone you know, you can either not snitch and that guy's going to do whatever he's going to, whatever evil acts he's going to do, or you can tell and make a positive action in the world. Yeah. That ideology is nothing more than to stop positive things from happening or even just making a positive change in your life. Cause that's how they trap yep. people into this gang life too. Cause that's what you always yep. hear. Once you're I'm in seeing a, game, a lot of the, the but really cultural Marxism programming popping up and just like, the way that we idolize these people is because we don't have a moral foundation in this ideology of 
Marxism slowly chips away at like your inner compass and morals because if you had that, if the American populace actually like had objectively they knew what was right and wrong and not this bullshit moral relativism, which once again ties into the satanic church that perpetrates moral relativism that, oh, one person's truth like is different than, okay, on some level I get that, but there's certain objectivity to, you know, if you're fucking talking about raping women or just all about lustful behavior, my moral inner compass is telling me that that's I shouldn't support that music. But unfortunately, we're we're so chiseled away at as far as our inner foundation as a human being that we just see nothing for it. And it's all just entertainment. It's all fun and games. And, you know, that's the magician's trick. They got you so distracted as far as the movies and the music and the sports that you have no idea what's actually going on and how you're being slowly more ingrained in, in enslaved into a system that's pretty much just harvesting your energy, you know? And uh, another thing that just popped into my head that uh, towards the, like the duality you were touching on, you know what I mean? Like uh, how we talked about when I first reached out to you that night was um, how just the left and the right are just Coke versus Pepsi. You know what I mean? And the example even fits in the blue versus red type of deal. You know what I mean? So like, if you look at it, it's all bullshit because you know, you got pro-life versus pro-choice. And pro-choice is saying you should be able to kill a human baby that hasn't been technically born yet, yet they're out there fighting against the death penalty of, you know, an 80-year-old murderer. And the red side of it all is so for the death of that 80-year-old murderer, but so against the murder of the child in the womb. And it's really like, you know, I'm all for like, punishment of evil doings but like you killing that old man and them aborting that child is the same loss of life at the root of it and you've just taken two sides of the coin and pitted them against each other to the point where like people don't even realize it and you know when i was still like into the political game of things too like i was had definitely fallen for the trump trap but i actually had someone say to me once that since i was a registered independent rather than a registered Democrat or a registered Republican, that my vote no longer mattered. And I think that's a big part of the game that they're playing. It's not not only just to get the vote, but how they made the system so corrupt is that they've they've forced people to believe that if you aren't with one of these parties, your vote and your belief means nothing. Because realistically, if you're registering as an independent, you're saying like, hey, like, I don't fully agree with either of those. So I'm going to take on my free will. And if I agree with someone on one point, I'll vote with them there. And if I disagree, I'll vote against them here. And, you know, they've just so created this dualistic philosophy where you can't you truthfully can't win. And people get so behind, you know, just to touch on the Trump trap, because I know we went in on a lot of. uh like the 9-11 stories and like how I ushered that into like the Clintons and Benghazi, but, and you said the picture and you know, like how that's the blackmail tool. A lot of people who are falling for this Trump phenomenon and how like they're, I 
would even just yeah. call that like the basic step of like waking up to this shit is just the Trump trap in itself is like, you know, he was talking out against a lot of this stuff that's going on. But as I was reading this book about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and how he became so powerful in this world by holding that child sex ring and, you know, people would have sex with his essentially just child slaves. And then now all of a sudden they owe Epstein yep. a favor because he could ruin their career because he knows they're a pedophile and a Satanist. And, you know, he's just as bad as them, but that's really all he did was, you know, he gave them that opportunity and then said, now I got this over you. I'm taking myself to the top and you can't do anything about it. And one of the people who was photographed with Jeffrey Epstein and has plenty, plenty of uh, sound bites speaking about him and they documented him at parties like i'm not going to say they have him on record flying to epstein's island 21 times like bill clinton but dude it's the same people and people can't even then just make that connection so to fall for the trump trap is just as bad as to vote for biden really because you know it's the same group of people look at how he came how donald trump became a republican all out of nowhere and became the president you know, that was all a very shady story that people were so willing to accept, except because he's not a politician and he's not like them and he's going to drain the swamp. No, dude, you're just forgetting that he was yeah. the one paying the so-called swamp to get done what he needed to get done. So while he wasn't on that political yeah. pedestal, and then, uh, he so was they essentially know that just one of the guys with all the money. These people study astrology. The strings, they know, know that I mean? people are waking up. They know the consciousness on the earth is expanding. So what do they do? They're going to pump through the news all this anti-Trump stuff. And all these people that are truth seekers that get wrapped into it, they go, oh, well, Trump must be the truth then. Because we know that the news is bullshit. And that's such surface level thinking to me because they're getting you into Mm -hmm. duality once again. They're just like, you don't think they know exactly where the people who are actually looking into the truth are going to go. And then they pull on your heartstrings with this whole Q thing. Yep. They're just resetting yeah. the trap. And you notice that this Q they're thing is a lot about the, the child sacrifice. And I've researched it. I know it goes on, but they're playing on people's heartstrings. They're getting them to be like all fired up and responding from their own like mm-hmm. trauma about it. And that's very, very sophisticated and, and extremely mm-hmm. um, for a reason, you know, is they are still focused on one of the symptoms yep you know that's a symptom that you're focusing on that the child trafficking you know let's we we need to be getting more to the root cause in our society i've noticed that so hard is that is the fucking problem that the washington's team name is the redskins that's the problem in our world like we're not we're where is our attention man if that's what we're focused on like Yeah, it's and especially even if you look at, you know, like who's bringing that to the table as a problem like that in and of itself shows you like this is just a distraction. It's not like this big group of Native Americans were like, we're sick and tired of this name. Nope, it was a bunch of angry white people who decided that the Redskins could no longer be the Redskins. And it's, you know, like 
the Cleveland Indians can still be the Cleveland yeah. Indians, but their mascot can no longer be Captain Wahoo. It has to be just this C on their cap. Which, honestly, that used to bother me, but, like, where yeah, I'm at with sports, sports right I think now, we should we've talked about, you know, like, I could care less yep, about that. We were stuff talking about this, this the other night. Uh, is it a coincidence that high-level you know? uh, Freemason – uh, King James that we get our Bible from. Oh, coincidentally, the nickname of the number one athlete and maybe even person in the entire world. Yeah, the chosen one. King James. Labeled I was watching as the something chosen the other night. I didn't even get into this with you. That anytime something that. big happens with King James, bodies drop around him that he knows. He goes to the Lakers, two UCLA players die. He wins the championship recently. LaVon James, the rapper who created a fucking album, King LaVon, dies. Uh, a fucking coach of LeBron's. Yep. So does that not show you that? Yeah. For seemingly no reason, too. Because if you look into that, that argument, how that all started, I did a lot of yep. research into the you know, it really was a ritualistic murder of King Vaughn because I was actually into King Vaughn myself. So I, yeah. you know, like even where I'm at felt drawn to just like look at what had happened to him. And, you know, like really all that happened was he went to a nightclub. Quando Rondo is asleep at this supposed nightclub. And all of a sudden they just fight for no reason and shots get fired and yeah. he's dead. And that's it's no coincidence that yeah. he's the only one who died with all the shots that got fired that night and no one on Vaughn's side shot back nothing like that cops sent a couple shots down yeah. there no one else and, yeah only one this other is a death cult we're talking hit. about Never mind so killed. when nobody's heard of dub no baby or baby there. jesus and his father dies and overnight he's the number one album come on let's get real with ourselves this is what happens when you make deals with the devil just like LeBron, who's doing all these Literally. fucking... If you notice in the NBA, anytime you hit a three, it's the fucking 666 over your eye, and that's just become so normalized. And it's like, dude, this whole entire thing is run by the same people that were running the Roman Coliseum. Let's yep. keep the fucking masses distracted on the bread and the circuses. Yeah, and if you look just to that point, my example when we were talking the other night of how, like, the Coliseum never left. It's just they tamed it down a little bit. If you look at the rise of the UFC, no one ever cared about the UFC until very recently. And what is the UFC? It's a bunch of martial art forms taken together with the art form completely removed. And we're just going to put two people in a legitimate yeah. cage in front of millions of people and have them fight almost to the death. They're not going to die, yeah. but we're going to watch them literally just batter each other, like absolutely batter them. And it's not the art form isn't completely gone because, you know, you see like people who practice jujitsu even, you know, like every once in a while you'll see a submission. But even that, it's just gone because, you know, like, they're yeah. not using the art form because the true art forms were never for more than self-defense. And here we are yep. taking not only that as well that... to come glorify kicking the shit out of someone. When that was never 
when you look at the Asian cultures and even just yeah. the old Kung Fu yeah. movies, martial like, arts they were never ever our, about that. You never. know, ancient selves is a spiritual art and it's totally just become to the physical as with everything, dude, everything that was once spiritual is they've taken the sacred and they've made it profane. Um, and you can definitely just see this with like, I have Mm -hmm. nothing against sports, like at its core, when you're just like seeing sports in a natural environment, it's awesome. But it's like the fact that it's, there's this garment that's put over it of, oh, every team has an ad on it. Between fucking the play, we got to get commercials thrown at us. We got fucking white billionaires involved now. Like, it's not the same, you know? And you, you can't yep. tell me that it is. Yeah, and mm-hmm. how I actually have been looking at it lately, because, you know, I still watch sports from time to time, but, like, I I'm not nearly yeah. as into it as I used to be. Like, when I was a diehard Celtics fan, as I'm sure you could relate to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's almost like when I was a young kid, I was very into the WWE, right? And I feel like a lot of people, like uh, a lot of kids I grew up with in my neighborhood were very into it. And then suddenly you realize that, you know, like, hey, this is all like fabricated stories. Like these people aren't even really fighting. Like the champions picked like sometimes months before and they write this whole story. And like, you know, I've even been able to find enjoyment in that to this day where like, you know the outcome's been picked, but if you can just suspend the the belief, you know what I mean, type of deal. Yeah. Kind of like with like a movie where you know what the ending's going to be the whole time because it it becomes very predictable, even with sports. Because you know, if you're telling me like we could get into the theory of like as what you learned recently with how the Lakers suddenly won the championship, I feel like you know Kobe yeah. died and everyone knew the Lakers were going to win. Like it was a known thing for months. And, you know, you could say you didn't really know, but, and you could call it confirmation bias or whatever psychology term you want to use as to like, well, I knew the whole time they were going to win after they won, but you know, like, yeah, there's a reason that they won. Like it was obvious from the start. That was the story they were going to push. That's what was going to make them the most money. Yeah. In the Dodgers, and that's the same exactly, thing. It's no with Chadwick Boseman. You got the Black Mamba year. out in L.A., and you got the Black Panther playing Jackie Robinson, yep. dies at age 42, and the Dodgers win on a date that's tied in with Jackie Robinson. Like, it's uh, it's a big script. You know, it doesn't mean you can't find enjoyment in it once in a while, but, I mean, putting so much time and energy into these fantasy football leagues and – Every making sure every single Sunday is uh scratched off for the NFL fucking games, like to me is just a waste of damn time. I don't see the reason to put so much energy and effort into something that isn't going to change yourself ultimately in the end. It's like you're just in you're investing your own self worth and happiness in a team that you have no attachment to other than you were born in the city that it plays in. Yeah. In the area that they're based in. Like, I'll never forget when, uh, you know, as I'm sure you remember, when the great Tom Brady fell to some bum named Eli Manning the first time. 
on an undefeated season. I legitimately cried as a little eight-year-old. Legitimate tears were shed over that. And you look back and it's like, why? Yeah. Why did that move me so much? Yeah, what dude. really, what about that really affected my life at all? And it really is, you know, like it really is just a distraction. It's all a bunch of distractions to keep you from wondering and keep you from doing this and doing that. Like I've just found like since, and it's even just these little things, like when I switched off fluoride, you know what I mean? I don't brush with fluoride toothpaste. Like I had a cracked tooth in the back of my mouth. I've been using sensitive fluoride toothpaste for like two years and it's never made a difference. I switch off the fluoride toothpaste and all of a sudden like, my back tooth does not hurt anymore. That's no coincidence. Like it's these little things. That's what I would say to like the viewers who are tuning in that are kind of like on my level of this journey. You know what I mean? Where you're taking your first steps. It's like, you know, like recently, like I've been saying to you, like I've just been feeling very called to like go out on hikes and like explore the wilderness and learn about these native American tribes and how they viewed the world. Like, you know, like, take your feelings and run with them because i feel like that's a lot of what has been like drowned out with society is like you know ignore these feelings they're weird they're this they're that but like there's so much knowledge out there that you can find like even just not even worrying about knowledge just like inner peace like i felt so much more calm as a person just like not wasting my time doing stupid things like getting hammered on saturday night where friday night beers with the boys you know what i mean like falling for that trap and like you know if i don't get hammered on friday night saturday morning on my day off i can just get up at you know like the ass crack it on when like watch the sunrise it's a really beautiful thing that people don't do anymore or just go on a hike listen to the birds you know like there's so many different things in this world that you can find like interest in and just like serenity like when i i had my dad my dad is not into any of this stuff at all but he's big on hikes i like forced my dad to take me on a hike and you know like we just sat down by this river and just we literally just sat by this river for an hour just listening to it we barely even talked and it was one of the most yeah, like dude, moving a, experiences really I've ever had with that them in my entire up, life. It's not just about you like, because I mean? you can get your hand caught in the cookie jar as far as the conspiracy goes, where that's all you're thinking about every day of your life is uh, how dark the world is. And, you know, don't just stop there, move beyond it and realize that, okay, if they have all this knowledge, you know, what's the light in it? And that's where you exactly. actually, you take it, you take it to the next level where it's like, okay, what were what did the ancient Egyptians, exactly. you know, the what were they doing? How did they build these pyramids? Starting to ask these questions and realize how sophisticated human beings have been on this planet before. And yeah, and uh, realizing that your history is completely bullshit and fabricated. The whole and once time. you uncover true history, it empowers the fuck out of you to like actually recognize who you are as a, as an individual, where you've been and where you're going. Those three key aspects that they don't want you to be asking the questions on anymore. The philosophical existential questions about life. 100%.
and that's something that I definitely want to get across to the viewers. You know what I mean? Is like, don't fall for the trap of like, you know, like you don't got to walk into a store like the one I told you about that I visited this weekend. And like, you don't yeah. have to go in there and leave with a drug rug and all these pendants and yeah. this and that and this flower and this rock. You know what I mean? But go out there and find yeah. what moves you. What calls on you? What interests you? Your real self. Not yourself that you want to be. Because a lot of yeah. that, I find that like a lot of my friends and stuff are chasing like what the machine wants them to be and not what they want to be. Like my whole life, I've always wanted a, like this specific cut crystal necklace. You know what I mean? And like I said to you, like I never bought one because I always thought like, oh, everyone would make fun of me. Like don't fear doing something just because you're going to get made fun of because, you know, like they that's yeah. the trap that they want you to fall into they want to label you a hippie yeah they want to you, say you're into the woo woo and really all that is is yeah. keeping have you, you heard the nietzsche quote really and those that were dancing and were finding thought to be crazy real by those who the could world not hear the music so if you can hear the music fucking dance and don't give a shit what people think who don't hear it. exactly dude. you know and if you're actually tapping into like you said, I was out today just by a waterfall and yesterday found some space by a, a river as well. And just the flowing water for me, like helps me find faith that like, no matter what the fuck happens in my life, like life is always going to flow. It's always going to continue, you know? Exactly. The river itself is a beautiful little like analogy, I guess I would call it. It's like, just look at the river of all the things like it directly correlates to like what we are. If you label the humans, the river and this like corrupt machine as the pollution, like no matter how much pollution you put into that river. And obviously there's a point to it, but yeah, that river will find a new way or it will just keep going the same way and it'll break through. You know what I mean? Like erosion, basic erosion, water will find its way through. So that's like, that's what I like to think of when I get too caught up in like the uh, conspiracy theories, because it can get really dark and you almost start to think like, well, what do I care? Because it seems like yeah. we're just doomed. But it really, if you look yeah, at it, dude, from there's that so level, much like, to live for. It'll always like, find its way around. earlier on when I was into this stuff, like it was, uh, it was very depressing to be alone and have no one to talk about this with. But I mean, you get to a point where it's like, focusing on what you can do 100%. to change how can you be a part of the solution because it's good we should know the problems but i've been like re really starting to switch my thinking process into like how can i build shit in this world so that people can reach for their ideals like what i feel like we're so out of touch in our society with what our ideal is what are we striving towards what what holds meaning in our soul and like to be able to like you know the goal is to be a part of creating something on this oh, earth 100%. so that people can actually live in harmony again with one another with the earth you know with the stars with being able to practice things that you know we want to without the interference of just how much you know, force and power these governments have over our lives. Like, 
there has to be an alternative to that. And that's like what I've really been focused on is like, how can we get back to being human again? Exactly. And, you know, to your point of like, just kind of focusing on what you can do, like there's legit truth to that statement. Cause like, I'm a firm believer of like, you know, I mean, I personally would not like, be as awake to these things as I am because like we were friends in high school and stuff like that but like if it weren't for you starting your YouTube and like you know starting this podcast like you know like that's what I attribute like my spark of curiosity to in all honesty like that's why I feel like I felt so called to reach out to you like when I saw you made a new Instagram even just that you know I saw you out in Colorado I was like oh geez like yeah, I should hit him up and like, like what we talked about on our first call when I uh, did call you after we texted that night was just like, you know, like the value of friendships that like our society has lost. You know what I mean? Like people don't reach out to people like that anymore. And it's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. you know, we didn't talk for years and like, you know, I feel closer to you now than like a lot of people I see day to day. And it's just like, you know, like, having people that understand what you're feeling and like can kind of help you through yeah, it. Dude, is like I'm, a really big I'm really, thing. Uh, so I'm very appreciative. That's why I do this shit is like, I'm not for going for the stuff, views. You know like I mean? I'm just going for the few people that like I can spark something in and I I'm learning just by like talking to you and like it's you, you learn as you teach and mm-hmm. vice versa, you know? And um, I, I've seen in you just like, you're reflecting to me like, you know, you're just like right behind where I was very recently. Like as far as like the getting into truth and stuff and like, who would I be if I didn't like pet? That's what this whole path is Mm -hmm. about is like passing on and like not just becoming so egotistical and selfish with this knowledge, like the dark fucking, you know, sorcerers have. It's like, this needs to be shared and like passed on to our children. You know, they need to know, they need to know these things from a very young age. Exactly. Yeah. And that's just like, kind of like, you know, like the Native American stuff that me and you have discussed, where it's really like how they pass down their knowledge is like things that have been washed away in our society. Like, just their traditions were so pure and like powerful, you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like um, eventually definitely I want to make a podcast on Native American um, in right now, cosmology so. and just the way they view the world because I think it's super important. And they they've been a group for me that's held huge inspiration. Um, but we're getting mm-hmm. around like we're a little past an hour. I feel like we should wrap up with uh, 100%. finishing thoughts today. I just like to. Thank you, dude, for reaching out to yeah. me recently for coming yeah. on here. And I ad- I admire your courage to investigate this stuff and to be That's seeking out a higher down, path dude. and to not just be believing everything that you're told and following blindly into a system that you're now discovering doesn't really serve the highest good of humankind. You know, and beyond all the dark agendas that are out there through hollywood music politics sports like 
deep down there is like so much sacredness to this life that we can find and you know actually level up and change this shit around so that's what i'll end on Mm -hmm. and i guess my final thoughts would just be something i touched on earlier is like for the people like me who are just kind of like starting their journey like don't be afraid you know what i mean like take those leaps do what you have to do you know what i mean like if there's people you need to cut off then so be it but you can't be afraid to do things like that and i would say like don't cut people off for the wrong reasons either like uh one of the quotes we discussed is like um forgive them father for they know not what they do you know what i mean like just because someone isn't like aware of things as much as you are does not make them less of a person or anything like that it just means it's not their time yet you know what i mean i'm a big believer in like the timing of things and like everything really does happen for a reason like it's got to be your time to be called to this stuff and you have to be ready you know what i mean so just when you start to feel ready make that leap you know what i mean like chase the knowledge and chase the truth of this world because it's it's yep. been hidden, it's hidden for right years in plain and sight, years right now. under your fucking nose. But the truth is still out there. And you so can go uh, find thanks it to the listeners to. for tuning in to the Enter the Mystery podcast. Um, exactly. Hope dude. you enjoyed it. Give it a rating and review if you can. It helps spread the message. Peace.